Welcome to the Three Amigos FPL show. I'm Kylie and I am joined tonight by my amigo Mars. Don is still out sick, unfortunately, but we do have a great guest to fill in the gap. And that's Hindu Monkey, who you all know and love. Welcome back, Phil. Great. We wanted the cat. He, he was the backup. Come on. The cat is here as well. It's, just, it's an audio. Right. You can't, can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the cat is like... Locked up in a box somewhere. Well, maybe not a box. There would be air holes, I assume. But it's just, you know the cat was the preference, right? And I feel like you might be sabotaging the moment I, in the sun. I, the I, I, I accept that. At this stage, I consider myself more of a kind of Matthew Corbett de Sooty figure. So, you know, I'm okay with that. Older listeners will get that reference, Kylie. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means. Um, I'm, I'm sure it was very witty, though. Well done. Okay, moving on. As is our tradition, we'll begin the podcast with a brief review of our previous game week scores, which actually just ended only a couple of hours ago. Um, so we usually deliver these in poem or song format. I do believe there might be a rap here. Um, we'll see anyway. So to start us off for the week, it was our top scorer, Phil. Okay, so uh, I've actually kind of prepared this time and in the spirit of, of Mars have uh, rewritten it out in hieroglyphics so it fits into a single tweet. So here we go. Trent, Kevin and Danny boy, you will bring me such joy. Mane, Lacazette and Pulisic, you are all total shit. On my bench, Baldock, in my team, Lundstrom, the cock. Vardy, again, Vardy. But no captain, and you make me Mardi. Total points, 54. Far from great, but far from poor. <laughs> very good. I felt like it was a very uh, dramatic rendition. Like I could almost see you up on stage with hand gestures and everything. Yeah. That was definitely a thread. That's not tweet. No, no, it definitely <laughs> fitted, Mars. <laughs> as, as he said, using your, your, your approach to fitting all the words into an actual tweet. So, mm. anyway, very good. Uh, I came in second, so I will take it away. Distinctly average, I'm sad to say. Got 50 points, 25 from today. A Jimmy assist, while Laka did not. Captain Vardy again, he's an excellent sort. Marshall was crap, Trent and Kev did their bit. Oh, I wish I'd brought Ali in for that hit. And that's me, and it does fit in a tweet. They say there's no pain with that. Gain. There was plenty of pain with Harry flipping Kane. A midfield full of twos, not a single return. 42 points. Makes me feel a bit plain Jane. Oh, that was very succinct. Just one right. bit left field at the end, though. You know, just, just yeah, I did. I, I was waiting for something different, but... <laughs> I, felt, I felt the angst. In, uh, yes, yes. You can. There, there's a little undercurrent there, and that's that's a good segue because um, we we know what comes next. So he may seem as cuddly as a teddy bear, but we all know just how grumpy Mars can get if we don't let him have his moment uh, in the sun to unleash the beast. So we'll pass the mic over to him for Mars's rant. Uh, be warned. Apparently, this is a long one. Oh. So my initial rant was going to be about people telling people what to do with Tammy. But I did that on Twitter and it seemed like majority agree with me. So I'm just going to let that go because whatever. But I can't believe I'm about to, uh, to explain some rules, some fo simple football rules on a, twit on a pod that is about football to people so they stop flipping complaining about VAR. Because it's not actually, they're not complaining about VAR, they're only complaining because they lost some points. So... If a player takes a penalty and a defensive player comes into the area before the penalty is taken and gains advantage so the penalty is missed, the penalty is retaken. They don't just retake penalties because they missed for the sake of it. If, an, if a defensive player advances in the area but the guy scores anyway, why on earth would you retake the penalty? You bunch of Muppets, seriously. Like, I know VAR has not been great, right? It's not. But come on. These are simple football rules. Then people tell me, oh, 
cruel against United was off his line. Well, the Premier League, right in the beginning of the season, they said, we're not using VAR for the keeper off the line. They said that. They were honest. It's shit. It's not right. It's wrong. But they said it. So if the, if the Lionel missed it, it's not VAR's fault. Look, VAR is not great. But again today, for the Leicester goal, I wanted Leicester to drop points, but it, wasn't, it was onside. So what are we complaining about? VAR is picking up some stuff and it's messing up sometimes. It is what it is. Deal with it. I'm out. I loved the reference to Muppets there. You could really feel the angst. Oh, I, come on. I, I, for one, would never argue with you, Mars, about a VAR-related incident. So, yeah, no, you, you really that. built to a crescendo there. It was, it was very um, intense. But come on, you, you know what I mean about the penalty stuff? Like, it's clear. Yes. It's, it's, it's so right. It's actually uh, right. Yeah. Who was complaining and, about that? I, I wasn't. I wasn't oh, really. Oh, it's all over Twitter uh, and, really? and, and people that I actually res- respect opinions of. And I'm like, come on, you know football. You're only complaining because it didn't work for you for for your player, or uh, or you didn't want Obama Aubameyang to get points. Yeah, I mean, uh, like right. when that when that happened, Paul and I were watching the match, and of course, Paul had Aubameyang, and um, <laughs> I may have obnoxiously done a jig around the living room when he missed the penalty. Uh, that could possibly have happened. And um, and then, obviously, it was it was being retaken and it was very frustrating because then he did a jig around the living room um, and also mocked me when Vardy didn't get the penalty uh, later in the Leicester match. And I believe there was references to karma but it is what it is. It was. Um, yeah, it was of course. The right look, you laugh. I have to say now with VAR, I, ha- I wait. Yeah, I, I celebrate a goal, but I wait before, for example, sometimes tweeting or making sure, you know, you have to wait. Unfortunately, it's the reality of the game. Mm-hmm. And of course, before I start digging into, you know, having a go at someone or laughing at someone, I actually wait and check because you never, you just never know. But no, that's that the biggest, um, that, it is. Something, that's the biggest disappointment. I yeah. think I think I completely that, agree that, with you. It's the fact that I can't I can't celebrate a goal anymore for my team or against you know against an opposition I might want to lose or from an FBL perspective I I just kind of wait I look to a referee I kind of you know sometimes I'll, I'll wait a full sixty seconds and then I'll be like okay all right yeah okay it's definitely a goal and that's that's you know I think that of everything else that we can argue about that's that's been the biggest you know, regret for VAR, but it's taken away that kind of immediacy. Euphoria, yeah. But how many times did we go mental only to see the flag go up? Oh, I know, yeah. It used to, I would say it used to add to the drama, but I, look, I completely agree. But I'm not saying VAR is right all the time. I think they have messed up uh, royally. Um, But you're saying stop being Muppets is what you're saying, basically. Yes! Like, I mean, (laughs) when it's obvious, come on, guys, move on. Like, okay, it's annoying, but come on. It was the right call. And yeah, exactly. I think, I think if, Vard, them, if Vard made so, it to a correct decision, then, yeah, you've just, yes, just got to accept ex- them. Yes, exactly. On. To be fair to them, every penalty encroachment so far that I've seen, they got it spot on. Every time. So, yeah. fair play. All righty. So, now that that um, somewhat heated discussion... Now. Oh, I see. Now. This is this is why we have this segment. <laughs> because you were just... You were sounding a little... I don't know, uh, angsty, yes, um, at the start of the pod, but now you're all sort of light and flowing and you're ready to go because you've dealt with it. So, (laughs) all right, so we're going to go into the questions and they're going to steer our discussion, but we have one, first one for you, Phil, and this is from Kaza at FPL underscore Kaza. What's his views on Reds winning the league and Red Labour winning the election? I feel like we don't have enough time for this answer, but uh, proceed as you will. <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be very brief. Um, uh, obviously, as a Manchester United fan and a uh, relatively um, kind of vocal kind of Labour supporter on on Twitter, um, I let's say that you know one certainly kind of trumps the other. I would happily accept Liverpool ending their 230-year wait for a title um, if it means that Boris Johnson is not our Prime Minister in two weeks' time. So let's just leave it at that and move on, I think. 
Excellent. All right. So then I think we'll come to Spurs first. We we do have a couple of questions. Um, and we did briefly talk about Spurs last week, but obviously we've now since had uh, a couple of other games so we can maybe judge them a little better. So it was actually two consecutive um, 3-2 victories for Tottenham uh, in the last two matches that they played. And then they won 4-2, a come-from-behind victory against Olympiacos in the Champions League midweek. So we're seeing a lot of goals. Uh, We're seeing a lot of goals conceded, which suggests some defensive frailties that I suspect all those new Aurea owners aren't too happy about. Uh, We also saw Mora get dropped. Kane was quiet. And Ali and Son were running amok. So I think there's still a reasonable amount here to talk about. The first question that's come in, um, interestingly enough, is from our guest, Phil. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, at Hindu Monkey says, is Ali now the most essential player in the game? Um, I'm pretty sure this question was put here to um, make me cry, I think. no, he's not the most essential player in the game. I've just brought him in, though, and I think it's a terrible decision for anyone else to do so. <laughs> that is my stance. What do you think, Mars? Yeah, is Ali the most essential player? Um, just because Kylie got him in, yeah, you should all get him in, just to, so he's not a differential. But Don't be uh, rude. <laughs> Look, I, I actually thought James Linden uh, from Planet Football FPL summed it up when somebody asked him. He said, well, this week he is, next week God knows who. And that, that is so true. Like At the moment, Ali's looking really good. He's, he, he, he's getting all the stats, shots, goals, and with that, um, the points go with it, you know. Uh, but is he the most essential? I think he's, I think he's one of, uh, one of uh, three good picks from Spurs. I don't think he's the most essential. He is right now, but to, uh, this, this game, next game week, it could be anybody. So I think there's three players from from Spurs that in uh, their good run, especially after United, I think they have a nice good run. I think you need at least one of them. Spurs, so that's Kane, Son, and Ali, and it depends if, who you can afford. That's that's uh, my honest opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that. Uh, all all selfish motivations aside, um, if, if you look at the three of them, so I had a. I'll admit, brief look, uh, just to see how they were comparing against each other, um, primarily for for shots and chances created over the two games that we have uh, under Mourinho. So having looked at that, I I still think that Son comes out on top, uh, and that's largely because of his superior creativity. So he's created seven chances in the two matches. Five of those were big chances. Whereas Ali and Kane have only created three, one big chance for Ali, zero for Kane. So, and I mean, we, we saw this reflected in in Son's two assists for the game week. And then in terms of shots, Ali's actually had the most attempts with seven. Three of those were on target. Then Kane had six. Three of those were on target. And Son has had five, two on target. So we're actually looking at shots on target, right? There's there's very little difference between them. Um, but Son does have the, the greater creativity. I think, as you said, Mars, we will probably see this alternating week in, week out um, as to who is the one that, that scores more. Last time, Ali got an assist. You know, Son was the one to have. Mora got a goal. Um it, it's, it's going to depend week in, week out. So this is from PL underscore Dave. That's at FPL underscore beer club. Oh, there was another underscoring there. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Um, should we get a spud? And if so, which one? So gun to your head situation, Phil, who would you get? Um well, with the kind of obvious caveat that it all depends on your team makeup, etc. If they're all the same price and I can have to pick one, I would pick Son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Son is the pick there. Even though Ali is the one that my gut instinct and yours as well, I believe, uh, said. But it's yeah, kind of annoying yeah. now. Yeah, now that um, I very much did not want him to deliver this week because... Yeah. As I was somewhat publicised on Twitter, I was debating taking a hit to bring Ali in for Martial. I had exactly the right amount of money to do that. 
and for reasons that were largely to do with trying not to overthink or overmanage this season, I decided to hold off. And obviously, Martial is terrible, and it was therefore a terrible idea. And so I quietly sobbed uh, on the inside as Ali proceeded he, to run up. He came off Martial with a game at two all. That's how bad he was with 15 yeah. minutes left. Um, I wasn't the, even watching it. I just kept seeing on Twitter people yeah. like saying no, his name. The game, but I was obviously I was following following one of the United groups, and yeah, he was he was apparently I, absolutely. Was he bad? Because I heard he had a really good chance at the beginning of the second half, and that's it. I, I wasn't watching that game. I, I, I haven't seen it, um, but mm. again, you know, a good chance and, and fluffed it. Um, my, um, my my alley pain was was potentially even. Even worse than yours, Kylie, because I deliberated all week over whether to swap Rakalison, who then went and scored, for Pulisic and Ali. Um, so managed to uh, um, get nowhere near a happy ending out of that three-way. Well, I, it's still it's it's still not as as bad as uh, my my mum's uh, poor saga. She so she took out Son and Tammy. And brought in Kane, who she captained, and Pulisic, um, which did obviously not end well. And also at the same time, roughly while I was, was she was obviously in Australia sleeping at this time, um, she also had Dunk third on her bench score against her double Liverpool defence and not come on with that goal. So I feel like she's had a pretty tough time of it and I probably shouldn't complain as much as I did to her about my own situation. No. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mars, anything to add? I'm still, trying, who, I'm still trying to stop myself laughing from uh, Phil's uh, not happy ending uh, in, in, in the three-way. Um. <laughs> oh my God, that went right over my head. I know, I know. <laughs> I was thinking, how could you keep a straight face? I was like, what? I'm really, I'm really, not, I don't have that great a poker face. Yeah, yeah. And definitely not. Um, <laughs> usually um, I'm fully, I, fully, um, you know, I get all of the innuendos, but it missed me. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you asked the question, I was I was thinking son, son. And then when Phil said son, I, I completely agree. I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's so annoying because we, we, we were speaking before you, you and Don. Um, and I said, KDB Son is going to happen, right? And then um, and then Tammy got injured. And then, as I usually do, Kane's flirting with me. And I'm thinking, I love a striker. Oh, you know, number nine, Drogba-esque for Mourinho. And I still think Kane will deliver. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with myself because I, sh- I should have just gone with Son as I as I wanted. Uh, but hey, it doesn't matter. I'm sticking with Kane now for a while. I might bring Son in as as well. It depends how good this one goes. I'm hoping Kane steps up against United with that defence. No disrespect, Phil, but your, your team is there for the taking. And I just Mourinho loves playing teams like like those. Mourinho will go to beat United. And Phil, remember when um, Mourinho first came to Spurs, and I put on Twitter that the top race, top four race is on, and you said no way. Well, now they are six points behind Chelsea. Only it was I think eleven or fourteen before, and that's just two games, and it it it's, it's over. And I think they're well into the race now, personally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's open. I think Spurs haven't played anyone anyone particularly good yet. And um, they certainly won't play anyone good, you know, against us either. But um, <laughs> after that, they, you know, they, they do have Wolves, Chelsea. It's I don't know. I'm going to avoid Spurs, I have to say. I, just mainly because I can't make... Having lost on Ali and, and now seen his price risen, I, I can't make an easy move for any Spurs player um, apart from the, the goalkeeper that I've, for some reason, already got. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I'm just I'm probably going to ride them out for the kind of three or four weeks and kind of hope the fact that the guys I do have just just kind of deliver yeah. and kind what, of. What? Whilst we're still on Spurs, um, there's actually another question from uh, Andre. So at Andre. L0313. He says, Hi, amigos. I currently own Son. Is moving to Ali crazy, knowing it will allow me to bring Zaha in from again for a minus four? I think, based on what we just all talked, a yeah, sideway move for a minus four is just a no. Yeah, that's yeah. madness. That's, that's, that's absolutely that's, chasing uh, yesterday's yeah. points, I think. Yeah. And it's not, not even blanked. 
no, he's actually done no, so well. Exactly, exactly. So, and uh, actually, one more uh, came in from Sanku uh, Mandivia at uh, S Mandivia. More a dilemma. Sell and move on? Question mark. Yes. If, well, you know, I don't know. I think he plays now, right? Like, I, I think he had a rest there. I think he probably plays midweek. I, I, largely speaking, I would say, yeah, he, he's probably not the right option to have. But I don't know if I would necessarily do it. I think if you can get Zaha for free, you know, I would, I would, I would look about. You know, I know we'll talk about Palace a bit later, but if if, if you offered me Lucas to Zaha for free right now, yeah, I would definitely say that. I would. You see, I would say right now. With the games that with the turnaround so quickly, you could you um, you could get injuries that that you don't need in your team. But I just realised that I also made a move, so uh, I agree with you actually. I think uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just thinking about it, I made a move. But uh, just because my my keeper plays City next, that I just can't be bothered um, with. And I um, made a move halfway through the game week. This never happens. I'm like <laughs> an 11:15 a.m. on a Saturday morning transfer kind of girl. Like I'll ignore price rises and everything. But I yeah. on Saturday night I made my transfer. Wow. Yeah. So I think um, I I think now that he's fresh, he could play. But there are other options that are better right now at that price, especially Zaha being the main man at Palace who have a good run and in good form. He's very streaky and Palace are a streaky team. When they go on a good run, they seem to continue that until, well, until they stop. I sound like Michael Owen right now. Very informative. All right, let's move on. Okay, so Man City, not fabulous. Uh, Morpheus Fire at Morpheus Fire says, Man City attack, worth bothering with until game week 21 or invest elsewhere? Keep up the great work, folks. So I'll come to you on this, Phil. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, I've done a little bit of kind of research into in, into this one because I, I was interested myself. Um, I've only got KDB. I, I lost Sterling and um, Aguero I had for his, his desperate run on, on my wild card. Um, so in the first seven weeks of the season, Manchester City had 149 attempts at goal. Uh, that's a chance every 4.5 minutes. Uh, and they converted 18% of those attempts into goals. Now in weeks 8 to 14, same time frame, uh, do you want to guess how many shots, how many attempts they've had in that period? Uh, less, I would think. Exactly the same. Lower. What? Oh, wow. The same? Really? They just haven't felt as attacking. 4.5 minutes. Their conversion rate has plummeted to 8%. Wow. Now, in the last seven weeks, only Bournemouth, Norwich and Watford in the entire league have worse conversion rate than Manchester City. Good. So they're creating exactly the same as they were at the start of the season. They're just not taking their chances. I've watched City quite a lot during that period. I don't really kind of, kind of know why. It just seems to be kind of bad shooting. Uh, I mean, their 18% conversion rate for the start of the season wasn't sky high either. So, you know, it's not like we're, we're talking it's come down to a normal level. You know, below 10% conversion rate for a, for a team with their uh, assets that City have is, is really poor. So, so I think you could argue it both ways. You could say they're out of form, they're low on confidence, they're not taking their chances. Yeah, you could probably get away with avoiding. Or... It's Manchester City. They ain't going to keep firing shots, taking 11 or 12 shots to get a goal. Sooner or later, they're going to spank a couple of teams. So it's a really difficult one. Um, I'm not looking to get any additional Man City players in. I've got KDB there. I hear what you're saying, Mars, in terms of that, that tempter to swap him for Son. I, I, I can't do that personally. I'm quite happy that, barring injury or suspension, he stays there in my team and will hopefully kind of pick up Man City points. He's been quite talismanic, obviously, for them this season. Uh, he tends to be involved in most of the goals. So, um, so I would, I would personally, if you're setting up your team now, I would still have a City attacker. Uh, I would have one of Sterling or KDB. Maybe Jesus, whilst Aguero is out, if you're feeling a little bit maverick. Uh, I would obviously avoid the defence as far as you possibly can. Yeah, and I mean, by all accounts, Jesus was uh, pretty awful. I, I didn't see, but apparently he was awful. I did see 
KDB's goal, though, which was great. And that's two goals on the bounce. So as a fellow Kevin owner, I'm very happy to have him. He's still doing really, really well, uh, outperforming Sterling somewhat. Um, certainly this week he got the bonus and, and Sterling didn't. Uh, I, as a preference, would not, and I, we said this on the pod last week, I would not be looking to get rid of him. Um, because it's City and because, you know, as you said, they're still creating all of those chances. So our perception was that that they were creating less by virtue of the fact that there seems to be less goals. But um, they're still creating the same amount. So if they can get their shooting boots back on, I would anticipate that we will see a swing in that form um, at some time, at, at some stage. And I suppose there are affordable options out there that don't require me to sell De Bruyne at this stage. Uh, but I I understand the temptation uh, when you're looking at options like Son, perhaps, if you don't have another way to get into it. Mars, anything on City from your perspective? This is yeah, relevant well, uh, to you. I mean, you made the move. Yeah, I made the move. I sold KDB uh, <clears throat> and Tammy for Pulisic and, um, and Kane. Uh, do I regret the move? No, I do think. I, to be honest, look, when when there was all the hype around Mount, I didn't go into there just because I thought there was other better options than I was with the Sterling and De Bruyne, and and it died off as I, you know, he was he's a good player. I just didn't think he was as good as everybody made out. He was a good player on a good run at the time. Uh, so with, with Pulisic, I feel like did I did I buy into this? But when I watched him, he passed the eye test, so I'm going to give him you know more than one game for sure. Um, and Chelsea do have some nice games coming up. But my plan was always, as I said last last week on the pod, is a city to go city less for now, and then back in game week 18. And I have, in fact, the move is already ready in my head because what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, uh, lose one of the double Liverpool defenders because it, it, it was something that I wanted to have for a while, but I won't carry on. Maybe later on during the season when things get tighter, I might go back for that. But it's, 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 it's an easy one where you, because there's so many cheap defenders that are doing well. Um, so that, that's how I'm going to bring either K, KDB or Sterling. And I completely agree with you guys. You, I think you, you need one of them. I don't think they're essential in this run. As in, they are, I could say this now and then tomorrow he goes, one of them scores a brace. But they, they are not, as Phil just mentioned, they are not spanking teams as, as we, we used to them. They're not uh, going mental. Although... When you watch the Newcastle game, they did have a lot of chances. I was watching it, and I told you, Kylie, when, when you when you told me about the we were speaking about the goal. I said KDB does not deserve three bonus points because City were rubbish, but he was their best player, so he will get the three bonus points. And that was an honest assumption. He was their best player in an average team on that on that day because he was the only one doing something. He was the one taking shots. I was happy until until he scored because it looked like it was going to be the right call now. I saw Sterling ages ago, so I don't even remember him in my team. I don't really care. But they were missing chance after chance. Jesus was awful. Even Sterling himself. Mendy was absolutely abysmal. Um, I, I won't be surprised. What I'm trying to say is, for the next game, if Pep reshuffles the pack, because he would have been really pissed off with them. Um, Newcastle were not amazing, but there was one game plan for them. Put it down the side. Uh, you know, two moves and long ball to, 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 kill, to kill that defence with the pace that they had. Um, so yeah, I think anyway. What, what I'm trying to say, I think KDB is is, is definitely the main player there. Um, and if you want the explosiveness of Sterling, then go for him by all means. But one of them is is should should be in your thoughts if you're sitting in team up like we said. Okay. Despite me also, moving away. Side note here. When you were talking about KDB not deserving his three bonus points, you were talking to the greedy points monster, Kylie, as opposed to the rational and logical human being, Kylie. And I feel like you you totally didn't get that that's who oh, you were talking I, I, to. You were oh, asking did, for did, me I to did. agree. I was no, 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 no. I, was, <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't agree because I was also a bitter seller. Yeah. Why is he getting three bonus points for one goal? But to be fair, he was the best player in a in a better in a than the state. terrible ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, are there two Kylies here? Have, have I missed? Is one, <laughs> is one of them a cat? 
<laughs> no, one of them is, uh, so I don't know. I think I have uh, different aspects to my personality. There are different dimensions. Um, so one of them is, is the greedy points monster and the other there's one. A, there's a third one, Phil, and you don't want to know, apparently. It's the, the board game, Kylie. Avoid. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, the, the, there's, there's a, a correlation between um, competitive potential psychopath at board games um, and the, the points monster because Good. FPL is a game. And um, I, you know, I did describe the scenario in which I mocked my boyfriend's pain at uh, getting a missed penalty for his player by dancing around the living room. It wasn't my um, most Fine. shining moment, um, but it, it did happen. It did happen. So let's get back to the list of questions. <laughs> moving on. Um, so we do have, we do have, I feel like listeners know this about me anyway. Um, so Liverpool, uh, we do have a few questions, uh, particularly around captaincy viability and defensive double ups. Um, I'll stay with you, Mars, for the first one. So that's FPL Classico at FPL Classico says there seems to be seems to have been a divorce between this team and clean sheets. Now they'll miss Fabinho for their remaining fixtures till the blank and Allison for one game. What would you do if you owned TAA and Robbo, which you do. So Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm keeping. I'm absolutely keeping. Look, I think both TAA and Robbo have showed that they can uh deliver despite the um, the clean sheet. Are the clean sheets going to come? I think it's just going to... This is this is the Diego Costa suspension all over again, isn't it? Like, it's not going to happen for a while. And then suddenly, we're all waiting for that clean sheet. We're all waiting for that clean sheet. And, and then, uh, hopefully, as a fan, it will come. But we Liverpool will never do it the easy way. Uh, just one thing we need to clarify. Alisson is not out for three games. Some people thought it was three games. It's actually just one game because it's non-violent conduct. So he will be back uh, after the derby. Um, and Fabinho, by the way, is not back until probably mid-January to end-January, which is, um, from a Liverpool point of view, is not great, nor from a defensive point of view, but I don't think he is the only reason we're not keeping clean. I think we have been unlucky with the clean sheets, but also sometimes uh, a bit careless. Um, but, you know, the answer to the main question is, um, uh, look, there's nothing stopping you, especially if you can reinvest this money uh, somewhere else in midfield and you upgrade, like, I don't know, and again... Or, or amount to, to a KDB, to a, a Sterling, or, go, or even go to Zaha from a... How are you going to go, I'm sorry, side note, how are you going to, by doing, say, Robbo down to, I don't know, someone cheap, go from McGinn to Sterling? Well, well it could <laughs> be a double move. It, no, no. difference in funds. Well, it could be double, it could be a double, part of a double move, and it could be also um, if you had some money, but if you go from Robbo down to a four mil, that's three mil. So there's three mil there. You creative can... maths. Sorry? I said it's creative maths. Yeah, but yeah. Yes, but I, mean, I see no, your point. Like, I, think, I, think, I think you could, you might be able to do mount to, to KDB, I believe. Mount is seven something and KDB is 10. So it's doable. No, mount is uh, 6.7, 6.8. Okay. I, okay. So, okay. Oh, you don't ruin the Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> fine crusher over here. Proceed. No, no, it's fine. Anyway, my point is, if you have a solid move that you can make where you think, right, I need this player, I want this player, he's kind of like in the mini league, he's hammering me, the OAs are hammering me. Yeah, don't, don't wait for that clean sheet because one Liverpool defender is enough and there's a lot of defenders that are delivering or getting clean sheets that are much cheaper. But, you know, if, if, if you... If... If you have the place that you want, and this is just a move because you're frustrated, I would say I'm holding until the blank game week. And then that's when I'm losing. One of them. I, I think most likely it will be Robbo that goes, as much as I love him, but I think Trent has got more potential for, for assists, so I'll keep him. Excellent. Okay. And we've, we've another similar kind of question. I'll come to you, Phil, for this one. So FPL Stat Guru. TAA and VVD won't get attacking returns each week and clean sheets seem as rare as 100-point hauls. Worth a double up? Uh, no, not for me. Uh, I, I, I think the Liverpool double up has passed for now. I think I, I kind of kind of vaguely kind of agree with Mars. I think if, you, if you've got them, if I, if I owned Robbo and Trent, I wouldn't move one of them on 
kind of desperately, but I certainly wouldn't be looking to kind of get a kind of Liverpool defender in either. Um, I, I think for one reason or another, they're just they're just kind of conceding a few kind of sloppy goals. Um, but whilst they all do have good kind of attacking kind of prowess, it's, it's really just the value in other defenders is just is just too high. There's just so many defenders under five million who are you know getting you know, kind of decent points if you look at the last kind of seven or eight weeks. So, um, no, not for me. I think I think kind of one of them, one of them has to go. Or you can do, of course, what um, uh, kind of a uh, Jules Breach did uh, did this week, which is uh, inexplicably bench VVD, and then even oh. more inexplicably, um, uh, kind of uh, kind of like publicly insult people who who criticised her decision to do so by claiming she had the undroppable. Lundstrom, Soyoncho and Tomore. Um, I'm not sure that turned out particularly well um, in her defence instead. So, Oh, I did see a few other people. I didn't notice Jules, but I, I did see a, a couple of uh, people had actually done that. And uh, while, you know, Virgil has not been really knocking the goals in, uh, except that first match uh, in the season, it, it still is always, always a risky, risky move to make. So that would have been painful. And I'm very familiar with painful bench halls that don't come on. Yes. Um, but I would completely agree with both of you there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be looking, definitely would not be bringing in an additional Liverpool attacker, or indeed, even if I didn't have one, I probably at this stage would be thinking that I probably didn't have one for a reason because I'm happy elsewhere with my my defenders. Um, There is so much value in defence at the moment. And yes, the the difference between one of those value defenders and a a premium defence like Liverpool is significant and, and it really can give you a decent upgrade elsewhere. Um, so I, I just kind of wouldn't be doing it. Um, last question on Liverpool here is from FPL Dave again. Uh, that's at FPL underscore beer underscore club. I had Liverpool players booked in for caps this run, 14 to 17. Forwards look a bit tired. Should we just leave a cap, leave the cap on Vardy? Well, yes, Dave. Yes, yes, you should. Um, I did say life rule, always Captain Vardy. And uh, it's working a treat. This is a guy who has previously gone on a historic run of scoring before in a season where they ended up being the champions. They now are in the title race. Yes, there is a distance between them and Liverpool but they are in the title race and nobody keeps Vardy down. That's, that's the thing. Um, he will just uh, do what he wants. And I love that quality in a fantasy football player. So as long as he keeps scoring, I'm just riding this wave because me having a few good weeks in a row, this week wasn't amazing by any stretch, but the, the rest of November was very good. And largely that was down to, eliminating the captaincy decision while Vardy has good fixtures and just keeping it on him because he is the form player. No question. Yeah, no, I fully agree. He's playing Watford and Norwich in two of the three games. I mean, well, why not? No disrespect to other teams, but why not? Maybe when they play, I think they've got an, uh, an away game and <clears throat> Spurs are playing Burnley at home. Maybe you could think about that because the rest... If that week in that week that's in the middle, I think week sixteen you've got the Manchester derby. Uh, Liverpool got an away game, I think. You know, there's there's tougher games, so you might need to think about that. But to answer, so so yes, Vardy, and the the Liverpool bit. Uh, I, it's it's not just the fact that the, I think uh, the players are looking tired. I mean, they are going to be tired because we have a small we have a smaller squad, and our front three are playing in every game. Um, so Salah had 18 touches and I believe um, Alisson or no Adrian when he came on had 16 touches that's in 10 minutes and Salah had 89 80 something minutes so I don't think Salah's fully fit I think he will continue playing because he will go th- he will he will struggle through for the team um, I saw a different Salah in that game 
where he I was flying. I thought Salah came off earlier than that, didn't he? Oh, it was about, about 75. Oh, no, actually, you know, I thought it was, it was like 69, 66 70. minutes or yeah, something maybe, maybe. like that. Yeah, it was quite early. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so still 70 minutes, 18 touches. It's it's yeah. it's not him. But what I noticed is he was setting up a lot of people. You know, he set up Ox with the nice... So he was he was still involved, just not as much as we like as we want him to be. Um, and yeah, I mean, may, maybe they are tired and they're high turnover and then you have, you know, you have a derby on Wednesday. I mean, derby's form is out of the window at the moment and um, Everton are, have got their lives on the line. They, this is their cup final. This, this is the only game they care about. In fact, some of them probably don't care if they get relegated but stop Liverpool from winning the league. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure people come at me about this, but I guarantee you some of them would. would. Um, so I wouldn't captain a Liverpool player in that game when 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 Vardy's playing Watford could come back to to bite us but I mean he's the form player he's the obvious choice so yeah you can stay away from uh, Liverpool players for a while okay so we'll move on to Palace um so come to you first Phil Jimmy Mac and Cheese at Claret FPL says greater or is there a rotation risk there um, I don't, I don't quite know why, why there would be a rotation risk. I know Hennessy played a couple of games. I think he had a bit of a knock. Um, he's played the, the last three since then. Just kept a clean sheet. Uh, I, I think he's a really, I think he's a really great option. Don't see, don't see any rotation risk there. No. Okay. Um, and so just to add on that, sorry guys, just to add on that quickly, there has been, and Hodgson has mentioned it as well, I believe. Sometimes he picks a keeper versus the team that they're playing. So there has been times where <clears throat> Gator was fine and suddenly he changed the keeper. So I can see where Jimmy's coming from. I think he did I it didn't he, in fairness. I think that was because Hennessy's got, got that extraordinary record where he kept two clean sheets against City previously. And I think that he felt he wanted to kind of give him that game. Um, I, I don't know the details about it, but... I can see where he's coming from, but I agree with you where I can't see it happening now, if you know what I mean. No, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay. So, if... Sorry, I was going to talk about... Uh, are there other questions about Palace? I, I was gonna yeah, about... we've a, we have a couple more. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with you for, for this one then. Um, <laughs> so, another question from FPL, Dave. What Palace player to get? Nice and open, that one. Thanks, Dave. Keep them coming. Um, uh, well, I, I think there's probably um, kind of three or four Palace players that would interest me. Um, uh, the keeper, if you've, um, if, if for some reason, uh, as I say, if you had Allison, for example, I think he's probably the, the keeper who I would look at for the next kind of um, the next kind of seven games. Um, I probably wouldn't have a sideways move. Uh, Kelly remains insane value with um, with Ward now being out to the, to the new year, most likely for, for kind of four point one. Um, but the, the two which stand out are, are obviously um, kind of Zaha, who I think a lot of people are going to be kind of piling on um, this week. Um, Pal- Palace's fixtures, j- just to point on these, are are insanely good. I've, uh, I've taken a look at the fixtures between now and the rest of the season. And this is the best run of fixtures that any team left in the game faces. Um, with the possible exception of kind of Liverpool have a really great run between 24 and 31 where they might have a double as well. But, you know, people are going to own Liverpool players anyway, regardless of their fixtures. Palace play seven of the current bottom eight in their next seven fixtures. They actually then have two quite difficult games and then they play essentially those bottom seven teams again because the fixtures kind of turn it around. So it's it's an insane kind of run of, of kind of fixtures. And I would I would definitely be looking at kind of bringing one, uh, potentially kind of two as a kind of defensive and attacking uh, kind of player into my teams. I think I think Zaha, if you can fit him in in any sort of a sideways move, if you've got Mount stinking up your team or kind of, uh, you know, Lucas Moura has already mentioned, I think Zaha's there. But the one I'd really like to mention as a kind of differential is uh, is, is Van Aanholt. Um, you know, I think a lot of people will be put off but by his price, but, you know, 5.6 when the likes of Liverpool players aren't kind of performing for quite a kind of considerable uh, kind of hike on that. I think a lot of people have a bit of spare change this season as well because of the amount of value that there is both up top and in defence. 
I think that Van Aanholt for those seven fixtures, um, he's such an attacking defender. He obviously gets clean sheets to boot. He's actually scored more goals than any defender apart from Sergio Ramos in Europe over the past four and a bit seasons. 21 in total in the Premier League. Um, I think if you're looking for a differential... This is why this is why um, we had him on as a guest. I've been thinking, why did we choose Hindu Monkey out of everybody? <laughs> why? Why? Why are you doing this to me? Actually, it was Mithra who suggested you. But anyway, why? And then, and then we said, and, and Kylie said, yes, let's go with him. And then, and then now, this is why. This is pure research and stats. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me from the guy who never does it himself. I'm being serious. I wasn't being sarcastic. This is stats. No, I know. I know. But I love how it's, it's you know, exclusively Phil's stats that seem to, you know, work for you. Other people bring stats as well. You've, never looked, into, film, you've never looked into stats in Europe. He's gone out and searched the whole well, of then, Europe. Yeah, well, I don't need to. I'm talking about specific players. You, you can do that next time. You're anyway, in the naughty. Phil, carry on, anyway, carry on. Phil, very impressive. Continue. I'm convinced. Yeah, no, I mean, I finished. Uh, I mean, I did it at half time during the football earlier for the record. It's, uh, I, I don't want people to... People to think I've spent my entire day neglecting my children whilst I look up your stats <laughs> on uh, Pierre Van Anhalt. But um, no, I, I think he's um, he's a fantastic option, and, and yeah, I definitely think um, you should be getting one or two Palace people in your team for this coming run. Yeah, um, I completely agree on Van Anhalt. He's an exciting player to own, um, and he does have such. You know, I wasn't aware that it was quite so impressive his record in Europe, but. If you think back on the last number of years, you know, we know that he, he scores through throughout the seasons um, and is one of the most attacking defenders that um, we have as an option. Um, so I think given the, the fixture run, that definitely looks good. Um, we have another question. So from Shashank. Sorry, Petal. Kylie. Um, yeah. Sorry, Kylie. Just one, one more before we move on. Uh, are you? I think are you deserve some some kind of recognition from a Palace point of view um, to the players that you could look at, especially if you have like a Connolly or I don't know, some uh, Greenwood and something and you want to move up and you can't get to, I don't know, Ings or you can't get to part of the Vaj or whatever and you want, or, or and then you've got Ayu, Musa, etc. I think Ayu, with this run, being their main striker, could be a good option as well. How much longer can he really be there? I mean, he's, he is he is a terrible football player. I mean, he's, he's, been, my, way better. he's been in my you know, team of the week more than almost anyone this season. Um, you know, just get to Ings. Just just moose it. Yeah, just for the same price. Yeah, yeah and if somebody wants a Palace player that and they, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the things uh, he can feed on scraps from that. I, I love Zaha. Miss like three overs. Just not yeah. flash him at all. Yeah. I love to watch Zaha it. play, but Zaha <laughs> frustrates the hell out of me. When I used to own him, you yeah, watch him and you think player. you're gonna get a brace or you're gonna get a hat trick in this game, and he could just blank and still have like 15 shots. On. He is so frustrating. But all these, all the stuff that he does in the flicks and the openness, and he's really good at it. You know, I use there to just tap them in. I'm, I'm not saying he's the best option. I'm saying he's an okay option if you have a limited budget. Okay, so our last question on Palace is from Shashank Patol at FPL underscore JRF. And he asks, have the past two returns proven that Zaha is the Palace player to bank on during their generous fixture run over the Christmas period? So we have touched a little bit um, on this question. Obviously, Zaha is a really attractive pick. I did have a quick look at the past two weeks because obviously we know he scored in both of those um, and a, a comparison to the two weeks before that. That is a small data set, however. So draw what conclusions you will from that outside of the two goals. But um, in looking at game weeks 13 and 14, he had 13 penalty area touches, which is basically double what he had in 11 and 12 with seven. Um, he's obviously scored the two goals. He has had six attempts at goal. All of them were in the box and two of them were on target. And then in the previous period, only two attempts none of which were on target. So is it just a two-game streak or is it because of the opposition? Well, I mean, they played Liverpool last week, so, you know, it's debatable how much you'd say overly challenging opposition in the previous period was 
to blame for the lower statistics. But I think either way, he has come into some form that should lend itself to confidence. And as the guys were saying, the fixture run is absolutely sublime coming up. So he's such good value at 6.6. He will be frustrating, no doubt, as Mars said. But he does look the the primary pick, I think, for Palace. And then you do have some of these other names that were mentioned outside of that. He's probably a reasonably easy one to slot in, given that a lot of people have midfielders in and around that price that maybe they're ready to part with. Um, okay, so now we just have a few sort of miscellaneous questions. Um, the first one, I'll come to you, Mars. It's from Jamie Dodd at JD Suka. He says, if Tammy is definitely out versus Villa, would you keep for Everton away or would you sell? Hashtag Vag. Yeah, it's about staying loyal to, to the Vag or not. You know, this is <laughs> this is a question that has kept uh, men across the world. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I am... Um, it, it it really depends. If you think that you want Tammy long term, then you hold. We all have up, uh, good benches because of the, as as you guys mentioned, the money, the co- uh, the money that we have, the players that we have, and the the bench issues that we've had. So you can hold. But if you if you don't want him and you think, oh, Everton away, you know, uh, Everton are not going to be as uh, actually uh, they don't ship that many to start with anyway, and there are a lot of strikers right now uh, that are doing really well. So there, there's plenty of options. If it's Chelsea's fixtures that you're after or Tammy in particular and you don't want to sell him because of his ownership or whatever, which I'm sure has reduced, then then hold because we will know tomorrow. It sounds like if he's not back tomorrow, uh, sorry, for, for next game week, he'll be back for the, for the game week after. So it doesn't sound like a long injury. If you really want him, just hold. It's um, one more game week. If, you, if your bench allows you. And just whilst we're there, actually, there's another question that has um, come around the same topic. So you guys can jump in if you, if you disagree. Husky Nation, at Husky Nation 1, Lampard said, we will know more Monday about Tammy. When will he share any hints? Question mark. Chelsea assets not looking good this weekend. I dropped man already. Thoughts on Chelsea with and without Tammy. Hold, sell, etc. What do you guys think? Well, I don't really, from my perspective, I'm not really convinced that it had anything to do with Tammy per se. I mean, there were substantial changes made to that team. Um, Kante was dropped, Willian was dropped um, or rested. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't take the outcome as a kind of guarantee that Tammy's the only one who can play there. Um, but then maybe I'm slightly biased towards the person who did. Wasn't in, wasn't entirely clear why why Giroud played to me. I think that was the shock. Um, uh, although I, I would have assumed Batshuayi, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't on even on TV, Kylie. So you couldn't even enjoy him. And, I know. Uh, visual. It was be, strange. It was really strange. strange why would you? There must have been some a tactic to, to 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 you know I don't know for the for his aerial strength or or to put players off because he's so good looking. It dazzled know, but, them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, very, very strange. I, I think I think Tammy would be back on the bench personally. Um, uh, Lampard came out and made a statement only a few hours ago saying that he, he may have a chance versus Villa. We'll see how he is over the next couple of days. He'll be very keen to be involved against the team he was on loan at last season, which is a yeah. uh, pretty strange thing for him to say for him not to then be in the squad at all. So. I wonder if the only theory I could come up with is that he played Giroud because he wanted Batshuayi to play against Villa and he didn't think he he could maybe kind of start and play kind of two games in three days. So um, with that's my only theory that I, you know, I think maybe Bats will yeah. play against Villa, Tammy will be on the bench and then he'll back for the away game. And, and Tammy's much better in away games as well um, at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, look, we, I said it before, I'll say it again, derbies are just completely different. Form goes out the window and West Ham were just up for it and they really did. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If They're West adorable Ham goalkeeper. Next yeah, <laughs> for fair play. I didn't realise he was 33. Oh, he was crying. It was like, yeah, a, yeah, I don't know, a whole his dad and everything, you know. But um, 
it wouldn't surprise me if West Ham go and lose on the weekend. Um, you know, it's mm. just people can't it's, underestimate that. Never surprised the West lost, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not surprising at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't panic too much about Chelsea assets. Uh, mm. They are look at their price. They are allowed to blag once in a while. Let's be honest. They are priced very generously for a top sixteen. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's fine to look at. I mean, there were some strange things going on there. We don't usually have Giroud playing. Um, you know, Kante was out. Um, Willian was out. Reese James played. Uh, Aspilqueta wasn't in the team, so there there were changes there, and um, I probably wouldn't overly read into it. The result was what the result was. I think we're probably going to see something a bit more traditionally recent Chelsea. Um, dependent on the Tammy situation, of course, midweek. And um, I, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, West Ham is suddenly going to go on a run. And I don't think that Chelsea are suddenly going to be terrible options either. Um, so we can move on then to the next question. So this is from FPL Triple Nutmeg at FPL Nutmeg. And this question was for me. Will the new Arsenal hunky manager distract highly enough to give us a chance to catch up in FPL? Oh, I can't imagine who you're talking about, except for the Swedish supermodel that is the new Arsenal manager. Um, Okay, well, firstly, what I would say is, yes, he is very hunky. Um, That is undeniable. He absolutely has increased the attractiveness quotient of... um, of football managers in the Premier League. That's without doubt. However, despite the potential that he might have to distract people, or namely me, that won't happen. I mean, I have survived in the Premier League in fantasy football with Giroud, like just there, just coming out of nowhere and dazzling everyone around him, myself included, on numerous occasions. But I have yet to have him in my team because um, I am able to multitask and uh, simultaneously swoon uh, and also be really ruthless at the same time. So I I have confidence. I'm pretty sure Phil doesn't based on recent tweets. Do you have anything? I'm going to jump in at this stage, if that's okay, Kylie, just to take you slightly out of your comfort zone and away from that. um, uh, um, somewhat obviously rehearsed eulogy about Lundberg. I, I, oh, it wasn't even. It was. It was inspired. I I, I prepared a, a short quiz about oh, Fred Lundberg to see if you can uh, tell me, answer me some questions about his career. Uh, just because I'm interested in how much you actually know about him as a footballer uh, rather than as a male pinup. So so four simple questions. Question one. <laughs> I think everyone already knows the answer to that question. <laughs> Can you name two teams he's played for? Arsenal. Correct. Um, That's all I've got. Don't want to even hazard a guess at someone else? Is it a Premier League team? There is another Premier League team on the list, yes. Um, I am going to say Aston Villa. I have no idea. No, close though. Same colours, West Ham. Oh. Okay, so uh, wrong so far. Question two. Um, no, half right, half okay. right, which what, is more than you expected me to get. What in May two thousand and two? Um, uh, so before you started watching football, um, did Lundberg become the first player to do? Now I'll give you a clue. The month here is important. May two thousand and two. What did he become the first player to do? <laughs> Oh, okay. So May, it's the end of the season. Uh, in two thousand and Mars can jump in here if he's uh, if he's if he's not um off to the toilet somewhere. <laughs> Making himself a snack. Um, I don't know. I switched. I switched off looking at um Lundberg in um Calvin Klein pictures. Yeah, there. which is a normal reaction, right? <laughs> Mars, do you know what in May? In 2002, do you know where I was in 2002? I will tell you, I was in my second year of high school. May 2002, was that, is that the invincible year? 
for um, Arsenal? No, that's the year after, I think. The year after, OK. It has to be something to do with an FA Cup or something like that. The or... ref bars. So yeah, I'll, FA I'll Cup, so it was an FA Cup. There. He yeah. became the first player to score in consecutive FA Cup finals. There we go. OK, so, so simple question now. Question three, how many goals did he score for Arsenal in his career, Kylie? Hazard Jesus a guess. Christ. This is an FPL pod, right? Hazard <laughs> a yeah. guess. He's bullying me, Mars. Why are you letting him do this? I you don't know. <laughs> you chose him on. You chose him as a guest. 74. I know. Seventy-four. I've only got. I've only got one more question, just just for you, this one, Kylie. Okay. Why? Why did Lundberg regret his Nike contract and subsequent photo shoots? The boxers weren't tight enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have enough oil on the, uh, you know, the body oil. No, shiny enough. Because he was, uh, he was groped constantly in Australian nightclubs. <laughs> Is that true? But, well, I, I added the Australian bit, but the rest. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I could have told you before that she was going to get zero out of four. We would have saved ah, five no, minutes. Excuse me, I got half. Moving on. Um, okay, question for you, Phil. FPL Stag, Monkey's next strategy for going viral following his recent successes getting sacked and about the NHS. Uh, dashing good looks and excellent content, Stag. I knew, I knew you were fake. Dashing good looks, Jesus. Oh, this is yeah. a <laughs> Hey, hey, That's hey. Not, not even real. My cats are beautiful, okay? And I stand by that. Let's come to our random question from Jeff at FPL Thunder. So he says, if you could move one country to another location, which would it be and where would you move it to? So the note here is that the country's climate, flora, fauna and customs and immigration laws remain the same. So you're just moving it geographically, I What think. is Jeff doing to me? I mean... <laughs> First of all, we have a question about politics, and now we're asking a Palestinian if you want a country to be moved. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> that is so fair. I didn't even think of that. So I will, uh, yeah, I will not go down that route, and I would say I'll bring Turkey over here because I, Istanbul is one of my favourite cities in the world. It, in, um, it has everything that I love. You know, you've got all religion. Okay, ignoring the terrorist activities in the last few years, which is stupid. But, you know, in, when you go in the city, um, the, you know, all religions happily living together or used to be. Um, and it's just beautiful. You've got the beach, the sea, uh, the busy uh, life, restaurants, nightlife, everything. I, I love I love it. I was married in Istanbul and I, and I love the city. So Turkey and Istanbul. Lovely. And you, Phil? I would move um, New Zealand um, all the way over here for, for two reasons. One, half my family are there and they are absolutely bloody miles away. So um, if I could just kind of drive there with my children to see them, it would make my life infinitely easier. And also that would then hopefully kind of put anyone ever going to kind of Australia, which would just be a kind of marooned kind of island burning slowly to its own eventual annihilation. I've realised I've gone quite dark with this. I'm just <laughs> this has just gotten very sinister. Um, and also, I'm really sorry, but that's not going to work, your little theory there, because I am obviously moving Australia over this side of the planet. So uh, what we're going to find is that we have the UK, Ireland, New Zealand and Australia all in just like this little section. And of course, because Australia is substantially larger in terms of its mass area, it will be kind of, I don't know, taking up a lot of space there. But for the same reasons... All of my family, well, not all of my family, but I have family, all my friends, everyone back in Melbourne. I also want the coffee in Melbourne. I really, really do. So I would be very happy to move that back over here. And because it gets to keep its climate, it's great because it's like I wouldn't need to go to Spain. I just basically drive down the road and, um, it, you know, have 30 degree weather, great coffee, and everyone that I want to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm still concerned about your whole um, burning thing. Yeah. I'm so glad my best mate doesn't listen to the pod because he's not into football because he's Turkish, lives in Istanbul, and I never mentioned anything like you guys about bringing my mates over. 
I was scared about the, the atmosphere of the city. So. Last last week you went for the elderly neighbours thing, yes, right? Yes. In in a kind of, I want to get brownie points for being a better human. So no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Mm. I will always do that for the elderly. Game week plans and captaincy pick. Uh, okay, so what are you guys thinking, Mars? I'll come to you first. So I've already made my move. Um, as much as I believe. The Pope is gone and Dean Henderson is in. Um, and now I have double Liverpool and double Sheffield defence. So this is going to be fun when they both concede midweek. Uh, <clears throat> basically, um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving Martial some time to Pulisic. So I just, I just looked at the, the fixture list and I thought I really liked the, you know, Sheffield have been quite strong. Okay, the last two games have been quite tough, but they've got a nice run coming. Um, and I wanted to try and capitalise on that. You know, my plan long way before was to, to go Casper and sell Soyuncu. But to be honest, I can't do that now anymore. And with the Lord on four yellow cards and I think Trent on three, I thought I'll keep Soy there. And if one of them gets suspended, he will he will jump in. He will eventually get a game. <laughs> Bless him. He's just sitting on my bench. Uh, I was so glad that he conceded today because I'm just fed up of his, bonus, of his uh, points on my bench. But yeah... Um, Captain will be Vardy. I'm not even overthinking it. It's, it's, it's really straight and simple. Vardy captain. And, um, yeah, Henderson in for pub. And Phil? Um, probably uh, probably no moves. Um, the, uh, the Van Arnholt switch, which I, I, kind, of, I kind of touted, is the only one I, I'm likely to do, probably for uh, um, tomorrow. Um, but it's only going to give me even more of a benching headache because I've kind of committed to the double blades defence. So I've got Boldock who got me an assist on the bench today. Um, so him and Lundstrom will play alongside kind of TAA in my in my three four three. So I've got Tomori as first sub anyway. So if I bought PVA, I'd then have to relegate Baldock to kind of first sub. And I, I think I'm probably going to give it this game week, roll it, knowing that I've got a little bit of flexibility um, after what I think are some quite hard to call kind of midweek fixtures, and I'm certainly interested from a rotation aspect. So, um, I mean, I'll probably swap tomorrow for um, PV, uh, PVA next weekend. Um, Captaincy, I, 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 mm, yeah, I just get it wrong, don't I? So, I should probably switch from Man, uh, Mane to Vardy just to curse you two. If that sounded threatening, it's yeah. for a reason. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, but yeah, a cold shiver ran down my spine. So, so given I spent um, an hour and a half um, uh, being being um, relatively mean to you, I will I will do you the favour and leave the armband on Mane. Thank you. It is much appreciated. Um, I have already made my move, as previously suggested. Um, I brought Ali in for Martial which I was always going to do, but I was forced due to pricing um, and the fact that his price, uh, the the amount of transfers in just skyrocketed yesterday after his two goals. So I had no choice or I would have been completely priced out and been stuck holding Marshall uh, for another day, which I did not want. So I've made my move and I will be for the Fifth week, is it, in a row, uh, captaining Vardy, because if it's not broken, I'm not going to fix it. Um, and I think that's all that we have time for now. Uh, we have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05, Kylie, who you can find at KylieFPL, The Missing Don, you can also find at The Marple Curse, and, of course, Phil, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. Thanks, as always, for listening and for your support, and good luck in the midweek games. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. Some three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.